0: To another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nations blogging the boys.com. My name is RG Ochoa. You know me, of course, from UTB, and from Radio your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, October 27th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe healthy, and that you are rooting for the Houston Astros in the World Series. That's right, baby. We got this. Astros in four. A reminder before we keep moving on that the Ocho is presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel our Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center Training Facility. Each 2-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein. Biltong has 32 grams and each meat stick, those delicious meat sticks, have 8 grams of protein. If it's good enough for the Cowboys, those 5 and 2 Cowboys, it has got to be good enough for you too. Righteous Felon uses locally sourced, all-natural black Angus beef and prides itself on superior quality, revolutionary branding and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. I have talked about Nelson Mandela being my favorite, I did a TikTok live this past week with my great friend Cowboys Beat on TikTok. And uh, I saw one of the comments said, Arja, get me some Nelson Mandela. So if you want some Nelson Mandela, go to RighteousFelon.com and use discount code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. That's BTB15 at checkout for 15% off your order. In case you are unaware, that's BTB15. Just So we're all on the same page here. And I think we're all starting to get on the same page when it comes to um, the aforementioned Dallas Cowboys. I hope we're on the same page when it comes to the Astros, but it's a Cowboys show. And last week, um, the episode of the Ocho was just, uh, you know, a little bit of you know kind of riffing and and, and talking and whatnot and obviously we we jumped across enemy lines so to speak um to to preview the Detroit Lions this is all riffing this is all just you and me around the proverbial campfire talking about our team we are one game away from taking a break um as far as the Cowboys right we're not going anywhere We, we podcast we write we do whatever we don't stop right you know 24 7 365 however you want to look at it and I just it's such a weird season um It's such a strange year, and that the Cowboys feel so reliably good, um, but so unlike themselves, right? Like, if you've been a fan for a long time, you know, and I don't even necessarily mean like an enormously long time, um, but if you watched the 20. 21 Cowboys you you might kind of feel like this is a little bit par for the course but if you watched the even 2018 team that that had kind of an offensive resurgence at the midway point because of the trade from Mario Cooper last time the Cowboys traded for uh, a member of the Raiders by the way shout out to Jonathan Hankins um this doesn't feel like 2018 at least not yet uh, it certainly doesn't feel like 2016 we'll get to that in a moment it definitely doesn't feel like 2014 in terms of the ways that they're winning and I don't think anybody cares right you win you know that's all that matters a win is a win is a win is a win um it doesn't feel like 2007, right? Like it doesn't even feel like 2006, 2006 had this kind of magical um, energy with, with Tony Romo taking over. Um, And so, you know, it's, it's its own unique season in that sense. And obviously that's because of the defensive prowess, but I think we're at this point where we have to buy in, we have to believe um, there's just too much data and too much evidence. And you might be saying, well, you know, so what, if there is, it's a down year for the NFL. Well, it doesn't matter, right? Because, they're one of the best teams in this down NFL. And there's a lot to support that. And that's that's where you know, I've spent some time this week just kind of letting it marinate all over me. Uh, if we look at point differential in the NFL, point differential, excuse me, turnover differential. We'll get to point differential in a moment. But um, these differentials, I think, are important because they do show a lot. You know, some differentials are more valuable. Turnover differential, not as much. That's why I wanted to build up to point differential. But from a turnover differential standpoint, I went over this on the NFC's mixtape. The Philadelphia Eagles lead the way, they are plus 12. I don't know that that's sustainable, which is what we talked about last year with the Cowboys, right? Coming into this year was, well, you know, the turnovers are going to regress. The Cowboys, to that point, are plus six in turnover differential at the moment. And keep in mind that they were plus four against the Lions on Sunday. They had five takeaways on defense and, and had the Noah Brown fumble um, for the net plus four. Um, so you're talking about without that game, they're plus two, right? That's how, how one game can kind of muddy those waters. And I don't want to take away from what the Cowboys have done, but that's why turnover differential doesn't tell the whole story. But point differential... I think does. I mean, you can't ever draw a total and complete conclusion based off something, but the point differential shows that you are having your way with teams. You are winning soundly, consistently. Um, you know, granted, again, the Cowboys beat the Lions 24-6, to 6, so that's a, a big boost of plus 18 points, but from a point differential standpoint, the Dallas Cowboys rank fourth in the NFL. Uh, I'm sorry, fifth in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills currently lead the way. It's important to note that they have had their buy. Um, they are at plus 95. The Bills, probably the favorite to Win the Super Bowl, I would have to imagine. Um, I don't know what sports book you tend to use, but um, Buffalo Bills plus 95. The Philadelphia Eagles are second at plus 56. The Kansas City Chiefs coming in third at plus 51. The Cincinnati Bengals, the resurgent Bengals, who the Cowboys obviously beat way back in week two, they have come on strong as of late. They are at plus. 41. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys fourth at plus 30. The Cowboys have a higher point differential than the Minnesota Vikings, who I believe in, although the Vikings have had their buy. So have the Eagles for what it's worth. Um, just while we're including lots of things, the Giants, the Giants point differential is plus 20. And you think like if you average this out plus 20 over six games, I mean, they're winning games by a, a margin of three 3- you know, three points and change. That's not sustainable. And I'm not here to to say the Giants suck or the Giants stink or anything like that. But you look at the Cowboys, and again, big time win this past week that that really inflates things. But plus thirty over their five wins, they are technically averaging a margin of victory of six points. That is more sustainable. But again, that does you know not necessarily include. Uh, The inflation that last week's win provided. So, okay, let's continue examining things, RJ. You're the one who said you can't take one specific thing and draw a total and complete conclusion. Okay, let's look at DVOA, probably my favorite way of looking at NFL teams. Uh, Our friends at Football Outsiders are so smart. Um, We get this question a lot, DVOA. Essentially measures the efficiency of teams. I think it's the the best way of kind of evaluating teams. Obviously, the best way is my power rankings every Tuesday at blogontheboys.com. But this is a really good way, um, really objective way, really data-based way. Um, it, it isn't something you should swear by. None of these things are. But still, um, as of the end of week seven, the Buffalo Bills rank first in total team DVOA by Football Outsiders charting. The Philadelphia Eagles come in at number two. And I think we all agree, right? Like, whatever, if you did your power rankings, the top three would be some version um, of the Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles. That's how I have them myself in, in that specific order. And I imagine you're pretty close to that. So this, this is kind of chalk in that sense. The Bills, number one. The Eagles, number two. The Chiefs, number four. And I skipped a spot. That's because the Dallas Cowboys currently rank number three in overall team DVOA. Offensively, all right, let's take a look at these four teams. Because I think right now there is a – I don't want to say the Cowboys are in this this group or these other three teams. But for the purposes of this conversation, because we're, we're kind of fleshing this subject out, the Buffalo Bills, who are first in overall team DVO, DVOA, they are second – in offensive DVOA this is a down year for offense we all know that we've all seen the games every single week but the Buffalo Bills still have literally the second best offense in the NFL by this specific metric the Philadelphia Eagles who rank fourth in overall team DVOA currently rank fourth in offensive DVOA. So their second best team, obviously offense, very good. The Kansas City Chiefs, who have the fourth best DVOA from a team-wide standpoint, rank number one in offensive DVOA. Okay, so what can we conclude about these three teams? They are all literally top four offenses. They are all literally top four teams by DVOA standards. What about the Cowboys? That's the one team we haven't talked about. They are third by overall team DVOA. So offensively, they must be in the same neck of the woods as the Bills, Eagles, and Chiefs, right? No, they're 18th. And actually, they were 17th a week ago. So they actually dipped uh, as far as offensive DVOA is concerned. What about the defensive side of the ball? This is where the Cowboys are making up for themselves a lot. The Buffalo Bills currently rank number one in defensive DVOA. The Bills are really good. Seriously. <laughs> that's, that's the, I think, the biggest takeaway, the biggest non-Cowboy takeaway. Uh, Bills currently rank number one in defensive DVOA. The Philadelphia Eagles rank fourth in defensive DVOA. So they rank fourth on offense, fourth on defense. They're second overall. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, that's their Achilles heel right now. They're first in offensive DVOA, but they're 26th in defensive DVOA. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, while they are 18th in offensive DVOA, they are second in defensive DVOA. The Dallas Cowboys currently have 20. Nine sacks on the season. They have played seven games. Think about that. They're averaging f- over four sacks a game. Another, now that you're like... Force X, that's nothing like because you've been watching the Cowboys over the last year and a half. That's a lot. <laughs> that's that's insane. That's stupid. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't be the deal. Uh, but Micah Parsons, DeMarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler. Um, I mean, I'm leaving dudes off, obviously. But Dan Quinn, obviously. I mean, everybody's just playing out of their mind. Finally, from a special team standpoint, I do think this is important because the Cowboys are getting better on that side of the ball. And, and this is where I think the difference is because the offense – I don't think that we expect the offense to reach the levels of any of those three teams, Buffalo, KC, or Philadelphia. And that's fine. I, I, we can live with that, but Cowboys currently have the second best defense in the NFL by DVOA's metric from a special team standpoint, Buffalo eighth in the NFL, Philadelphia, 25th, Kansas city, 16th, the Dallas Cowboys have the second best special teams group by DVOA through week seven. So they have the second best special team, second best defense, 18th best offense. And, whether you believe in Dak Prescott or not, whether you're somebody who thinks he's a top 10, whatever quarterback, I don't want to sit here and have this massive argument with you, but if you do believe in Dak Prescott to any degree, they are going to finish this season with much better than the 18th best offense. They were the top ranked offense by offensive DVOA when last season ended. So if you believe they get anywhere close to that, obviously things have been a struggle on the offensive side of the ball, you know, including the second half of last year, which was factored into that DVOA ranking. I mean, you're talking about, you're 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 closing the gap significantly and and if you end up with a top 10 team this is a really good team it's a very 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 good team hey this is scott galloway author professor entrepreneur and most importantly host of the prop g podcast we got a special series running on right now called the future of work where i answer all your questions on surprise the future of work It's a very good team with a very winnable schedule. I mean, we've gone through the schedule a million different times. Uh, I, again, I came really prepared here. If that wasn't isn't obvious to you, uh, five thirty-eight quarterback adjusted Elo forecast has playoff probabilities that a lot of people like to play with. These are the highest playoff chances in the NFL. The Philadelphia Eagles and Buffalo Bills currently have ninety-nine percent chance of making the playoffs. The Kansas City Chiefs have a ninety-six percent chance. The Dallas Cowboys have a ninety-four percent chance of making the playoffs when it comes to winning the division obviously that's an important thing the Philadelphia Eagles um excuse me i don't know how it happened here something crazy happened on this that was not happening a moment ago this is what happens when you do this live um as i'm doing this live right now it has um average simulated t- i hadn't prepared for this um oh here we go i i was wondering what happened here um, forget the last 30 seconds pretend I wasn't speaking but (laughs) odds to win the division Um, I was mistaking if you want to know the mistake um, I was looking at the Tennessee Titans logo and out of the corner of my eye it looked like the Cowboys logo so that just didn't make sense uh, because they have a a higher chance of winning their division than the Eagles do and it didn't make sense for Dallas to have that right now but the Eagles have a 66% chance of winning their division the Cowboys meanwhile have a 22% chance and if you're wondering like how is that why is that blah 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 it's because the Eagles already won one of the two games it's a really valuable win so we Talked about a few weeks ago after Dallas lost. Um, as far as first-round buys are concerned, obviously the Cowboys would have to win the division to get the first-round buy because they'd have to be a division champion. Um, Philly's at 61%. The Cowboys are at 18%. So a lot riding, obviously, on the upcoming weeks and specifically um, on the matchup on Christmas Eve. Finally, odds to win the Super Bowl. Again, this is uh, according to 538. Buffalo Bills, 28% chance leads the way. Philly, 16%. Kansas City, 14 the Dallas Cowboys, the only other team, the fourth team with a double digit percent chance, 10%. Those top four teams, Buffalo, Philly, Kansas City, Dallas, those are the four teams. However you look at it, whether it's DVOA, whether it's playoff probabilities, whether it's turnover differential, whether it's point differential, I mean, these are the consensus four best teams by any metric of measurement, all right? And the Dallas Cowboys, who are in this group, rather, right? this isn't like forecasting, this isn't looking ahead, this isn't like you know wishing or pontificating or extrapolating or anything like that this is based off of the football that they have played and the football that the five and two Dallas Cowboys have played has five games with Cooper Rush at quarterback and I hate saying that because it sounds like this this big demerit or this big slight against Cooper but the fact that Dak Prescott's coming in I mean I know there was the misconstrued report last Sunday um from from Ed Warder. I, I think his words got um misconstrued by the internet um Ed's report that he tweeted this video out, you can go watch it on his Twitter account, um, was that it was almost as if the Cowboys and Dak Prescott picked the time to return. And I know that the Cowboys didn't light up the poorest Detroit Lions, but this is... I don't mean it the way it sounds, and I, I'm not trying to, like, overlook or underestimate the Bears, but this is kind of like a preseason for Dak, right? Like, the fact that he gets two kind of down opponents, you get this, you know, opportunity against the Lions, this opportunity against the Bears to kind of, you know, get your feet under you, get your feet wet, however you want to put it, and then you get the bye week to kind of, like, compartmentalize it all, and then you come back and it's boom, get to work at Green Bay, at Minnesota Giants on Thanksgiving, then the fraud Colts on Sunday Night Football a week and a half later. I mean, it has all lined up to work out in Dallas's favor. I am very confident and I've said this already. We did a YouTube video on it. Obviously been been doing a lot of TikToking and Instagram reeling. This is a playoff team. You can completely totally 100% believe that this team is going to go to the playoffs. That is not um, you know, like worth raising a banner. I mean, you know, first banner I'm raising in the coming months is obviously Houston Astros, win the World Series, um, as mentioned. But, I mean, they're going to be a playoff team in back-to-back years for the first time in 15 years. In case you're unaware, the last time that the Dallas Cowboys went to the playoffs in consecutive seasons – was 2006 and 2007 this is a team that's going to win double digit games right? all they have to do is win five more for that to be the case they have not won double digit games in back-to-back years since the mid-90s that's not exaggerating that's the truth that 06 07 stretch uh, in, in 2006 they were a wild card team with a 9 and 7 record that's why um, that's why the other other you know um, thing is different so I mean they, they're gonna they're gonna get in like <laughs> they're gonna get in and they're going to have probably the best defense in the NFL in the tournament. Like, if you get into the tournament in general and you have something very good, your chances are really great. And right now, if, if you want to play the game right now, as I pull this up, I don't want to get this wrong the way I messed up and looked at the Titans logo. Uh, that was really embarrassing. Please don't tell anybody that that happened, even though... Um, by the way, we did pass 3 million downloads on the podcast network this week. I cannot believe that that happened. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who listens to us. I just... We're so privileged uh, to be able to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and so happy that a lot of you um, are fans uh, of what we do. So thank you very much from the bottom of all of our hearts. Let's get to 4 million before the season is over. Uh, It's on the calendar year in case you are uh, curious about that. But if the playoffs started today, that's a stupid way of looking at this, but if the playoffs started today, the Philadelphia Eagles, as mentioned, would have the first round bye in the NFC. That means uh, this is our second year, third year, actually, with the um, the third wildcard spot. That means the two seed plays the seven seed, the three seed plays the six seed, and the four seed plays the five seed. These would be the matchups on the NFC side of the playoffs, all right? The Minnesota Vikings are currently the second seed in the NFC. Obviously, they're five and one. Um, they would host the Los Angeles Rams, the Kevin O'Connell Bowl. That'd be fun to watch. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the current lowest-ranking division leader uh, with a three and four record. They would host the New York Giants. I think we all kind of like the Giants' odds in that, right? And I know that a lot of us are saying, like, man, that'd be kind of nice. I'm telling. I don't think that the Buccaneers, the Packers, or the Niners are that great this season. But I tell you what, those are three teams I don't want to mess with. I don't want a piece of that. You know what I mean? Like we've been too scarred. I don't care how bad they look. I don't care what the advantage is. I don't care what the DVOA is. I don't care any. I don't want anything to do with them. I'm not saying it's impossible, but just bad vibes. I don't want that. You know, I don't want that happening to the Cowboys. Speaking of the Cowboys, if the playoffs started today. We would finally get the Cowboys play. I mentioned 2014 a little while ago. We would finally get the Cowboys playoff trip to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. I'm very interested to watch the Giants take on the Seahawks this week. I took them to win on the NFC's mixtape this week, uh, the Giants, that is. But if you asked me for three teams, or of these three teams, and look, this is week eight, so there's still 10 more weeks to go after this. So there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of things can and will change. But I think the Cowboys are, are lining up to be in a great spot. I mean, I would love to go to Seattle over Tampa, because Tom Brady will always scare me. And over Minnesota, because I've I've spoken very highly of the Vikings this year. This is, you know, again, I'm not trying I'm like, I don't want to sit here and say, like, oh man, the Cowboys are in the perfect situation. The Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Everything's awesome. Everything's perfect. Everything's wonderful. No. That's not the the thing I'm trying to tell you. My closing thought here is everything is is pretty good. Everything is pretty solid. But the Cowboys have made it work even when, like, it's on fire, right? Like, everything was on fire after week one, and they found a way. And so, as things continue to get better, as Dak, as Dak Prescott continues to get better, as Jonathan Hankins gets involved, as Michael Gallup gets healthier, as CeeDee Lamb gets more acclimated, I think all these things – I don't know how you don't like the Cowboys. I mean, I, I can get it if you, if you want to talk yourself into the Bills or the Chiefs or maybe even the Eagles. But, man, I mean, they are one of the very best teams in the NFL. And I'm not saying this to say that they are better than Buffalo, KC, or Philadelphia, but unlike those three teams, they are going to get significantly better on offense as the season goes on, and again, that isn't me telling you that Dak Prescott is amazing, because I know a lot of you have thoughts, but you cannot deny, even if you are the most ardent Dak Prescott hater, for lack of a better term, you cannot deny that they are going to get much better on offense than, than they have been for the most part of this season. They are 18th in offensive DVOA. Meanwhile, the other three teams are all in the top four. I mean, you can't get better. I mean, if you're fourth, you're obviously very good. If you're one, you're obviously very good. So, like, I recognize that the Cowboys have to close the gap. But my point is that they already are hanging with these teams without closing the gap on offense. So that's a very exciting thing, very exciting prospect. Um, so that's you and me around the campfire. I hope um, hope you enjoy it. This is, the, this is the best time of year for the campfires, by the way. If You, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, you know, many a, a Friday Saturday night in college station Texas me uh, and my buddies hung out uh, around some campfires when it's just it's cool enough to where you need like a big jacket but it's not so cold that your like hands are, are, are shivering or, or in, in pain um, so um, yeah, go Astros, go cowboys go you I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Um, later on today, you got a new episode of Riled Up with Roy White and Tom Ryle. Tomorrow, new episodes of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray. And then the Star Seminar with Danny Phantom and Rabble Rouser. They will, uh, of course, start looking ahead to the Chicago Bears. I went the whole episode without doing that, so props to me. Uh, speaking of Bears, my dog Bear was outside for this episode, which is why I didn't hear him. He was very upset about it. He really wanted you to know this is a conflict of a week for him. Uh, on Saturday, new episode of The World's Team with Meg Murray and Paul Stewart. and then on Sunday after the game about 3:30 central time ish uh, we'll be live on the blog and the boys YouTube channel you can hang out with me for our live Dallas Cowboys post game show also presented to you by righteous felon craft jerky head to righteous use code btb15 for 15% off and we'll tie a bow on uh, pretty much the first half of the season hopefully talking about the six and two Dallas Cowboys um, I, I do think that It's another promising week for the NFC East. The Commanders have the Sam Ellinger-led Colts. Uh, I already told you, I think the Giants are winning, and the Eagles have the Steelers. Um, So going to be some good times. Good times. I hope good times are coming your way. Uh, Thank you so much for hanging out, everybody. Thank you again for 3 million downloads. I cannot believe it. We love you so much. I love you so much. Um, Have the best day ever. Have the greatest Thursday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always... Go Cowboys, and peace out.